Hello and welcome to the One Foot Woman podcast. I am your coach Aileen and today is episode five. Again, I'm going to be going through the questions asked by you in the weekly self-assessment form. I'm going to get started straight away with the first question. If I have a spinning class and lose, or I guess this means burn, 450 calories, how can I add it to the Fit app? So that's the app that I use for my coaching. The app that I use is for you to see the workouts that I've programmed for you and to be able to do them from there. It's not actually specifically for you to track your own workouts. So there isn't a way for you to track the workouts that you're doing that I haven't programmed for you. I do believe, oh, I've lost an earphone, that in the future there will be an option to perhaps add something as a comment to some of the days when you do do something so you can put it in there. I do want to go to um, just the, the part about lose 450 calories. I don't want anybody to be focusing on burning calories and how many calories they burn and because nobody knows how many calories you actually burn. Fitness trackers and things that give you this information are not accurate. As I understand, a lot of the time they are based on the amount of calories that a male college student would have burnt doing those activities. They may have... um, a higher fitness level than you, they may be younger than you, so they may actually exert more energy than you. So these things are not accurate, and as I understand, they can be inaccurate by 20 to 30%. There is absolutely no need to focus any of your attention into how many calories a class burns. If you wanna go to spinning and sweat it out and improve your cardiovascular health, by all means do that, but don't look at that as a way to burn calories. The calories that I have set for you are the amount of calories to put you into a negative energy balance or a calorie deficit so that you will lose weight because you are eating less food than you need or consuming less energy than you need to maintain your current body weight. You do not need to be focusing any attention at all on how many calories you have burnt. Um, So I hope that that answers that question and a little bit more. Um, Next, what will you focus on improving this week? Um, So... This person has said that it's a challenge for them to measure all of the ingredients and they want to improve that. Fantastic, yes. It's perfect for you to be able to, the self-assessment form is there for you to be able to look at what you need to improve and being open and honest and saying, I could do this better and then trying to do it the following week. Remember that in the first few weeks and even months and beyond, you are learning how to lose weight. It's not necessarily going to happen immediately because you need to get all of these things in place and it might not happen from the first week so yes it's a great one to improve the skill of measuring ingredients let's just think again I say this quite a lot about if you were to bake a cake even if you were if you have children you're going to bake a cake with your kid your child would know how to get scales out and measure flour and eggs and things like this and you can do that too but You need to, people are saying they need to improve it, but are you actually doing it or are you thinking that you need to do it or are you thinking I can't be bothered or are you thinking this is too hard without doing it? The more you do it, the easier it will become. You put the scale on the side, you put your bowl in, you put your whatever it is, your chicken, your rice, your cereal. Um, If you're making a larger meal that's for, say, four people, 
you have a packet of beef mince, it says 450 grams, you add that to the recipe part, then you're going to use 500 grams of potatoes, you add that, um, you're going to use three carrots, you're going to use a tablespoon of oil. You put all of this into MyFitnessPal as a recipe, it says how many servings is this? Four. Boom. It puts all of the recipes together and tells you, uh, all of the ingredients together and tells you how many calories are in the whole meal. Um, and then it breaks it down to each portion. And then when you go to add it to my fitness pal, you might add homemade spaghetti bolognese, one serving, and it will say that that's 450 calories. And then it just goes into the app like that. So just remember that in the beginning, it can be more of a challenge, but it does get much, much easier. Also in the files in the Facebook group, there is um, a file, a food guide, and it does tell you how to weigh and measure and tips for using the apps there. Um, I just wanted to go over another part of this question. Um, I've lost one kg since starting the program, so that's two weeks. So that means that that's 0.5 kg a week. That is amazing. That is the norm for weight loss. I think I need to do better because I would like to lose more. So, yeah, um, most people that join don't have just one kg to lose. They have much more than that, or, or more than that, shall we say. You don't need to do anything differently. You, you're doing it. Like you said, you need to improve. You've already lost the kilo, so you're already doing some things right, okay? Because, well, you could be doing everything right. You said you need to improve, but you're already doing very, very well. You losing more than half a kilo a week might happen, but it is completely normal. It's actually a very, very good weight, rate of weight loss. Don't think that you need to change anything. This is how weight loss works. It takes time. If you lose half a kilo a week, at the end of the month, that would be two kilos. At the end of two months, that would be four kilos, and so on and so forth, until you reach your goal. You know, don't have unrealistic expectations of what the body can do in a short amount of time, okay? Um, people very often overestimate what they can do in a short amount of time. So you could get to the end of the six weeks that we're doing together and lose three kilos and say, do you know what, that wasn't fast enough for me, I'm going to stop doing it. But don't underestimate what you can achieve if you stay with something long term. If you lose three kilos in six weeks, in 12 weeks you lose six, six kilos and so on and so forth. You can do amazing things if you just stay with it. Losing weight, the process is just how it works. It's how our body works. You may have heard other people that have lost weight in a, in a faster way, but very often people say, yeah, I lost six kilos doing this in four weeks. It was amazing. But I put it all back on, but it was amazing. It was the best thing I ever did. And then they put all the weight back on, they go another few months still feeling happy that they lost six kilos, even though they've put it back on, and then they try and do it again. Just lose half a kilo a week, which is amazing, and do it until you're done. Do it until you reach your goal. Don't stop, okay? Don't underestimate what you can achieve if you just stick with something longer than a few weeks, longer than a few months. You can reach your goals and more. You, you can really do amazing things. So just please try not to, to give up. Um, this week also, so another question from the same lady. This week I'll also eat less sugar. Sugar is not what makes you fat or overweight. Very often sugar is only a small part of some of the foods that are easy to overconsume. Donuts, they're made of 
you know, it, it, it's a carbohydrate, it's, it's a bun with a little bit of icing sugar on top and maybe a little bit of sugar inside. Sugar isn't the bad thing. The thing, nothing is bad, but it's not just sugar that makes people overweight. Yes, sugar is tasty and easy to overconsume, but very often sugar is put on top of other foods. It's not just like you wouldn't eat a whole bag of sugar and be like, oh, this is so good. You wouldn't, it'd be disgusting. It'd be all granularly, it'd be all stuck in your teeth. It'd be disgusting. But if that sugar is made into an icing or it's mixed with butter and made into a buttercream and then it's put on a donut or in a cake, then it's easy to overconsume because the whole thing together is nice. It's not just sugar. So yes, try and eat things that are highly palatable, cakes, pastries, crisps, chocolates and things like that in more moderate amounts, but you do not need to quit. But yes, um, you might want to eat less of those foods and more of the other foods that we mentioned, your veggies and your proteins and um, your other carbohydrates. Next question, sorry, I took ages doing that. Um, is there any way to click the exercises you really do and not the complete set? Yes, yeah, so you can go into, on the app where the exercises are, um, you can change the amount of repetitions and the amount of sets that you do. So um, there is a button in there for that. So if this person ha can't see which one it is, I think it's in the top right corner, it's two little arrows. Um, please reach out to me in the Facebook group and I will give you more um, information on precisely how to do that. But yes, you can change. So say the uh, workout asks you to do 12 sets of a squat, uh, sorry, 12 repetitions of a squat and 12 repetitions of a shoulder press and you do 10 of each, you can just go in and edit the amount that you did. If you only do two sets, again, you can add that. If you want to add a set, you can do that as well. Um, okay, next. Okay, so I'm just looking. Someone's just saying that they did the 10 minutes yoga that I have programmed on the rest day and they followed it in the preview mode and then when they tried to click to start the workout it hadn't registered that they did it. Don't worry too much about it. If you know you did it, that's fine. You know, I'm not coming in and looking at the workouts that you've done. No one else is coming in and looking and checking. It's just a tool to see it and do it. If you've seen it and you've done it, that's all you need to do. If you want to record other things like the amount of repetitions and sets you've done to look back on it, fine. But if you're not even going to look back on it and you know you've done a workout, then that's fine. You don't have to enter that information. So don't worry about it too much. If you've done it, that's all that matters. Um... Sorry, I'm just reading the question, it's quite long. Um, this person is just again talking about meeting the protein target. Again, just increasing the types of proteins that you enjoy eating right now is gonna help you to reach that goal. There's only a certain amount of foods that contain, that contain protein. Um, this person's put chicken and salmon. Obviously salmon is higher in fat, so it might not be something that you would maybe have every day, um, unless you could make it work with your calories, but chicken, prawns, tuna, white fish is amazing, super low calories, super high protein, eggs, have a little bit of protein, great for a snack. Um, this person has also put lentil pasta, which is 
really um, a high protein option for pasta, but it's also high in carbohydrates. Um, Greek yogurt, as I always mention, is great for a snack, great for a little bump up. But just if you really look at, if you eat chicken and you go from 100 to 150 grams, you just double your protein. Like you go from like 30 grams to 50 grams, boom, like that. So just again, just do your best, okay? Just try to improve it and try not to stress too much about it. Um, next. Sorry, the questions are super long, so I just want to make sure that I don't read out anything that is private. Okay, so I'm looking for ideas for interesting yet simple and delicious things for when we're out on our boat for the day. Um, it's nice to have something that doesn't require mess or cutlery, etc. I mean, it just comes down to the, the sorts of food that you like. Obviously, when I've been out on day trips for a boat, I've always made salads but like really yummy salads. So just have a little look on the internet for things that you that take your fancy and things that you like, you know, especially if you just wanna, you don't wanna have loads of different things with you and you just wanna make like one pot that you open and inside it's got quinoa, lots of chopped vegetables, sun-dried tomatoes, a little dressing on the side, um, you know, pomegranate seeds, fresh herbs, they're super cheap here to get like fresh parsley, fresh coriander chopped up really smallly, lemon juice, um, chicken, prawns, and just put all of those ingredients inside, you know, grilled zucchini, grilled sweet potato, grilled broccoli, um, aubergine, all of these things make great salads. And if you look on the internet, this person's asked me to set, ask for any links and websites, I can certainly have, have a little look for you. But if you Google it, just look, usually what I would do is Google what I want. So simple salads for a barbecue or simple salads for a boat day and then I look at the pictures and if rather than reading everything and if a picture takes my fancy I have a look into it and then maybe it'll be made with beef and I don't like that so I just think oh I have that with chicken um obviously like things like couscous for salads and rice salads and you know little new potato um pasta salads um what's it called potato salad and then adding your protein and things with that um you know, even making like little pita breads with little chicken mayo or tuna mayo inside, you can just get out and eat as well. Things like that might be quite handy. Um, I'm looking for ways to incorporate vegetables into my meals in a hidden way as my husband doesn't like, doesn't eat enough and he doesn't like the taste. And when he sees me preparing them, I already start getting questions. Do I have to eat this? <laughs> um, again, any leads to good recipes? I would say that if there are vegetables that you're partner or yourself do like to eat then just keep eating the ones that you like they don't always have to be different but a good way is to if you're going to make a dish is to have grated and shredded vegetables you can buy them like that or you can just grate them so grated zucchini sort of is probably one of the ones that disappears into foods and you can't really taste it grated carrot um yeah i would say that and if there are any vegetables that they do like to eat also making vegetables, perhaps. I know that a lot of people make ratatouille. I'm honestly not a fan of it, and I love all vegetables, but I'm not down for ratatouille. But I, th I believe that it is aubergine, tomato, and all sorts of other vegetables mixed up into a nice tomato sauce. And then it goes well as a side for a lot of dishes. So maybe things like that, where it's not just the vegetables plain, but they're with a, you know, like a, a light cheese sauce or something like that. Um, again, looking on the internet and Googling how to hide vegetables, I'm pretty sure that things will come up. 
Um, I'm sure that a lot of people have to do that, especially when they're dealing with children. Um, more specifically, that's usually where you hear it, but um, I know that sometimes adults also don't enjoy eating vegetables. Um, what Okay, next. I'm going to try and whiz through these. So this isn't necessarily a question, but the person has just said that the, the joy of warm, warming down after an exercise should not be understated. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I guess that person enjoys finishing their workout. Um, I have been stopped starting with the workouts over the challenge, um, but been too sore or stiff the next day to continue. So in the first week, if you have not been and the first two weeks even, if you have not been exercising regularly before and you start a new exercise program, it's a new stimulus for your muscles and you are going to get sore muscles. However, hopefully, it's it depends how sore it is, but usually with sore muscles, once you go into the gym and start moving, start stretching, doing the dynamic warm-ups that I have programmed for you, you will be able to still do your workout, okay? So just because you get out of bed in the morning, you feel super stiff. Once you get walking around, once you start to, to stretch and, and move, you will be able to do the workouts and the muscle soreness will not stay with you forever. After a few weeks, you won't get it until your program perhaps changes further down the line, you get a new stimulus. Um, so yeah, just try and hang in there. Do we need to change workouts often? Well, I've programmed the workouts for you and you'll see that for the first four weeks, the actual exercises don't change. This is something that people, I hear people say that you need to shock the body or shock the muscles every session doing something new so that you can shock your muscles into working harder or, or doing more. And that is not the case. It's actually the opposite of that. You want to do the same workouts for four to six weeks. Some people even do longer. Why? Because if you're constantly changing your workouts every session, you are never improving your technique. You're never getting really, really good at doing those movements. And a lot of the time, progression comes from your technique. And the technique needs to be worked on over time. Also, if you keep changing your workouts, then you won't be able to have a clear line of progression so you won't be able to progressively overload your muscles so say week one i do a squat and it's body weight week two i hold a two kg dumbbell week three i hold two two kg dumbbells week four i hold two three kg dumbbells and you see where i'm going with this each week you're getting gradually stronger it might not be that week one you might start with your squat and you're having trouble keeping your heels on the floor and obviously we want to have our feet flat on the floor when we're doing a squat not lifting our heels maybe our knees are caving into the middle and we focus on that for the coming weeks we have a quick look at a technique video you can send me videos if you're not sure of yourself doing an exercise and you work to improve your technique that is how you also progress so maybe you've done 10 repetitions and it was just your legs were just burning too much it was too hard and the following week you complete the 12 repetitions the first week you do one set, the next week you do two. This is why we keep the workouts the same for a long time so that we can get better at them, so we can get really, really good results. So don't change your workouts often, stick with the program and get stronger, get fitter.
um, next. Okay. Um, my whole sleep routine is going to be thrown off when I fly to the West Coast in the US this week. I'm very nice. Um, plus, I'll be in California for the first time. Tips for damage limitation. Um, I've actually written a note for this. So I don't want to miss anything, so I'm just going to shoot over to that. Okay, so going on holiday, going on a staycation, um, and we're quite we're two weeks in, so it's quite soon to already have these habits and behaviours that we're learning now in place. So the suggestions that I would make is to try and stay somewhere with a kitchenette so that maybe you can go out and get some oats and fruits and cereal and eggs and veggies and some toast or bread and make breakfast at home. Okay, so or you'd probably be out all day. So maybe that would be something where you don't go for the big American breakfast. Um, Again, if that is not something that's possible, then you want to try to eat food that you may have made for yourself at home so that you can track it if you're going to track it. I'll talk about that a little bit in the middle. So eating food similar to what you could make is, is another good way to stay, to stay on track. Um, also remembering that not every meal has to be the most exciting thing, I guess, as it were, on the menu. You know, you can think, right, I'm going to be here, I'm going to potentially have three main meals and two snacks throughout the day, you know, you're walking around and you see something that takes your fancy. Don't let every meal be something that takes you way over your calorie allowance. You're probably going to maybe come up against um, a lot of challenges with that, but just trying to think, not every single meal has to be the most exciting one. Breakfast, I'm going to order this lovely fruit salad, I'm going to have a nice omelette and a side of spinach, that's breakfast done. Protein, veggies, maybe a little bit of potato, something like that, or toast, boom, you're set for the day, okay? You don't have to have necessarily the double pancakes with bacon and all of those things. However, um, so some meals would be lighter than others and you kind of try to balance it out throughout the day. You also don't have to have the whole thing to yourself. You know, if you're there with someone, you might say, oh, should we share the chocolate chip pancakes with bacon and eggs and have a side of fruit salad and, and share that. You don't have to have the whole meal to yourself. Sharing food is obviously going to be a way to split the amount of calories that were in it. Um, and you'll find, especially if you're in America, that a whole portion is too much and you'll find that you're stuffing it down and start to feel sluggish and um, like you've overconsumed. So where possible, try to... Um, share food and also if there's an option for you to have the kids portion i do that sometimes i will just take the kids burger and fries because i know that i don't need to have the whole one because i won't eat it all so also just think if they let you do that i think sometimes they say it's only for under 12s but some places do let you so just as a little option see if you can take the kids portion um especially in america because they're, they're huge what else have i got here Ah, so throughout the whole trip, as I've mentioned, not to have every single meal as the, the biggest, most calorific thing on the menu, but think that on the last day of your trip, that is when you will go for a special, you'll have three courses, you'll go somewhere really nice and you'll have a starter, a main and a dessert on the last day. You don't have to have three courses at every single meal, you don't have to overconsume everything at every single meal. You also need to think about, you know, why you started, like what you want to achieve. And remember that 
by overconsuming at every single meal, you're not going to be working towards your goals. So just try and remember that and just have a little bit of damage limitation by sharing food, making op- taking options, that, things that you could have um, eaten at home. Okay. Um, eat salads, fruits and proteins. Think to be moderate. So go into the trip thinking, I'm going to be as moderate as I can and trust yourself to do that. So you're going to have to put a little bit of trust in your own hands, knowing that, you know, when you're faced with all of these options, you will make some meals as a healthier choice and some meals won't be, and you'll find that balance and trust yourself to do that. You can also take pictures of all of your food so that when you get home back to the hotel or the apartment later in the evening, you can track whatever you can, do your best. Or you can just think to be moderate and trust yourself. I personally, if it was early on, I would try and just take pictures of everything and and just try and add what I can to get a rough idea of what's going on. Um, Okay, and then if you want to enjoy something, do it, but remember that it may not be in line with your goals and be willing to accept that that um, that is how it is and just try to put it behind you. So what I mean by that is if you do overconsume and you really, really want something, and you have it, and you know it's not going to re- help you reach your goals, you need to be ready and willing to accept that you're not going to be working towards your goals. But you don't want to be punishing yourself either for not doing that. You just have to say, okay, well, I'm not going to reach my goals this week. Potentially not going to lose any weight. But that's okay. I'm going to start from the day I get back or the next day but you're not going to restrict or punish or feel down and sort of drag yourself through the mud about it. Oh, I overconsume. You know, if you're going to do it, do it, enjoy it, accept it, um, and don't let it drag you down. Just move on from it as soon as you can, really, preferably the next meal. But I know what it's like when you're travelling. So hopefully you found some of those tips helpful. Next question. I feel like my AC's not working. I've become really hot. I don't know if I'm getting a bit passionate about some of these questions. It's elevated my temperature. Right. Um, oh, I love this question so much. Is counting calories and measuring to be my everyday chore for the rest of my life? Or is it only for the period of training time period? Um, calorie tracking, calorie counting is not forever. Yay. If you're the sort of person that doesn't enjoy doing it, then yay. Um, It is just a tool to understand the amount of calories that you are consuming now so that you can stay within the requirement or within your daily allowance to reduce your overall calorie consumption. It is the easiest way to do it. You don't have to track calories, but when you don't track calories, it's really more of a guesstimation. And if you could have already guessed how much you were consuming and guessed how to eat less, you may have already done that and... um, Obviously, people that are working with me haven't been able to do that. So all I will say is that calorie counting and tracking calories isn't forever. But please try and, as I said before, you know, grab it with both hands. Put all of your energy into it. You know, don't shy away from it. Do your best. Each week it will get easier. But please don't avoid calorie tracking, okay? Um, Because, as I keep saying, it will get easier. It will identify to you the foods that have a lot of calories that you consume a lot and you may think oh wow like I did not realize that and it will help you to have less of that and more of food that's maybe less in calories and help you work towards your goals remember that if you're doing if you're tracking your calories you're measuring your food 
after a certain period of time, you're going to be pretty good at eyeballing how much food you need to consume to stay within your goal. So it's not going to be forever. But in the early days, weeks and months, I highly recommend you do it. It's the most accurate way to stay within your calories. So it, it's not forever. But please, please try and even... I, I, I've noticed that a lot of people are not tracking their calories. And just start, even if you just think to do breakfast every day, then move to breakfast and lunch. Then move to breakfast, lunch and dinner. Like, just have a go at... Don't go a day without opening the app and trying to input something, trying to learn something. It will become as easy as writing a text. It will become like second nature and it will happen really quickly. But try not to shy away from it and try to just throw yourself in and, and learn, learn, learn how to do it. It's going to really benefit you in the long term. But yes, it's not forever. Um, the motivation is the biggest challenge, especially when the weight goes up and down. Correct, it can be. You know, because, you know, one day we're 70 kilos and the next day we're 72 and we're like, oh my God, it's not working for me. But as I said previously as well, weighing yourself every day will help you to understand that fluctuations in scale weight are completely normal, okay? Remember, we're two weeks in. It's, it's such early days. You're all getting to grips with a lot of people who still aren't calorie tracking, aren't able to do the workouts, aren't getting their steps in. You're still managing your schedules and this is all still a learning process for you. And um, just give yourself a little bit of time, give yourself a break to each week try to improve something and try to learn it. Don't feel like I should be doing, I should be losing loads of weight from the start. It's only the beginning. If I can't do it in the beginning, then how am I going to do it long term? And this is just the wrong way to think about it. You need to think about it. Yeah, I'm not going to be maybe doing it as well as I could be in the beginning because I'm learning it. It's like starting a new job, you know, in the first week if your boss comes to you and says, listen, I'm not happy with your performance, you haven't been doing that properly, you haven't been doing that properly, you're not, you're not doing this, and you're like, well, hey, it's the first week, I'm still learning it, like it's a new job. You know, I thought there would be a handover. This is your handover period. The first few weeks and maybe months is the period where you're learning, you're looking, at, looking back at your past week, doing your self-assessment and seeing how you can improve to do better in the, the next week, what you need to work on, what you need to learn, asking questions and trying to improve. So I think, I've said this before, the only way to get motivation is by taking action. You know, we all had something that we need to do and we've put off and we've put off and we've put off and then we've said to our friend, oh, I got round to doing the taxes or I got round to sorting out the medical insurance and we're like, I'm so glad that's done, I feel really good, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. And that's the same, that, that's that motivation, that's how it, how it goes. Taking action creates motivation. So when you feel like you don't want to do it, it's just your brain trying to talk you down, saying, oh, you, you can't do it, you're never going to learn how to do it. And then you do it and you're like, ha-ha, I did it, I can do it. Everybody can do it, you just have to take that first step and start. Um, next. Eating out, salads are boring. Well, if you plan, if you write your meal plan and, um, for the week, and you look and you're going out on Friday night with your partner, your family, whoever, then you can look at how you're going to plan the week. So if you're on 1,600 calories, you might do Sunday to Thursday on 1,500 calories and then have an additional 500 calories to go out for dinner on Thursday or Friday night. Then you don't need to have a, a boring salad. You can have a main meal and maybe share a starter. You might have a main meal and have a dessert to yourself. Um, but having a starter main and a uh, dessert might take you over your calorie 
calories and then the average of that throughout the whole week might put you over your calories for the whole week each day so just think i mean you don't you know some salads like a salad in cheesecake factory is about 1200 calories so let's not just think that salads are the only thing that we should be consuming because a lot of the time in restaurants salads are more calories than ordering 150 gram steak with some mashed potato and asparagus so it, it just just try to manage your calories throughout the week if you need to save a little bit if you're going somewhere that you're going to have drinks as well um, maybe if you know where you're going what restaurant you can have a quick look at the menu and make a decision before you go um, and remember just try to track what you're eating if it's a situation where you can't speak to the waiter and say oh do you know the, the way usually when you order a steak or a grill it will say 150 grams of whatever it is or 200 gram steak or so you kind of get a good idea there to be able to actually track it when you get home later also taking a picture of your meal and then when you get home later or the next day trying to put it into the app and just getting a rough idea um nearly there ah oh, another great question i can't hit my 10,000 steps every day should i consider reducing my target calorie intake i don't feel like i'm burning 1600 calories on sunday I mean, first of all, 1,600 calories, okay, so the way that calories are made up is not just, you don't just, if you open the file on energy balance, it will explain to you how the energy is used throughout the day, so how your calories are burnt throughout the day, and only 10 to 20% is used from exercise and the same for steps so that's part of it the rest is your basal metabolic rate how many calories you burn being alive so brain function fidgeting talking your heart beating um, digestion every single function in the body burns the majority of your calories so don't worry about the calorie burn don't worry about not hitting 10,000 steps but do try to improve your step count because you do, this is your, it's not just about going for a walk. Steps are how active you are on a daily basis. If you are an inactive person and you do less than 5,000 calories, it's considered a, a sedentary lifestyle. Okay, so that's something to think about when you want to improve your health and lose weight. Would somebody with a sedentary lifestyle necessarily be working towards losing weight? Maybe not. So... You want to have an active lifestyle hitting 5,000 steps or more. So try to be smart about this. Maybe after you've had a meal and you're at home, you just get up and maybe you need to take some washing out of the machine, go downstairs, maybe don't have stairs, you just pace up and down on a phone call. Um, I don't know, if you're watching Netflix, you sort of walk up and down a little bit, trying to get a few more steps. Pop outside for 10 minutes and get 1,000 steps in. You know, just do what you can to improve that without necessarily maybe having to go for a long, long walk. Um, you do not need to change your calories at all. The way that the calories work is if you have consistently been doing all of the things you need, so you've been tracking your calories and staying within your calorie requirements, I am going to say getting in your steps or trying to improve your step target. Um, maybe getting in some of the exercise, but mainly tracking the calories and staying within your calorie target. You have done that for three weeks and you didn't lose any weight, nothing at all. Um, not even a pound 
in three weeks, but you did everything right, you have to be completely honest with yourself, then you can reach out and message me and we can look at reducing your calories. But if you have lost weight, you do not need to reduce your calorie amount, okay? So please don't do this. Remember, we want to be losing weight on as high calories as possible because when we start to bring our calories down, that is when we cannot be consistent and we cannot sustain it because it's too low and then we stop and we don't get anywhere, okay? So if you have lost weight, um, a pound, half a pound, if it is happening, then it's happening, that's it. Just work on improving it, work on tracking, work on increasing your step count, but don't look to reduce your calories. Um, that should be the absolute last option um, there. And if you want to reach out and ask me more questions, you can send me a private message or tag me in the Facebook group. But um, yeah, please make sure you're doing all of your daily goals, calorie tracking, improving your steps, exercise. Um, Is this a question for this week or last week? 10th of May. I feel it is this week. Okay, how can I increase motivation for exercise? I use lack of time as an excuse. Well, I think that you've kind of answered that yourself, that you're using lack of time as an actual excuse and you're not genuinely short of time. So I think just saying, you know, remembering your goals, remembering that it will get easier, remembering that action creates motivation, just getting there and saying, okay, I'm going to do half an hour today and that's my limit. And when you get to half an hour, you stop and walk out of the gym. You may find, oh, actually, I'm, I'm almost there. It feels a bit uncomfortable. I really want to have that urge just to leave, um, look for that instant gratification of being able to sit down and relax, but I'm going to stay on and get that delayed gratification of the results that will come further down the line. I'm going to do this. I really want to improve my health and um, change my body composition, so I'm going to stay and do this exercise. Again, so increasing motivation just comes from just doing it and trying to think to ourselves, do I genuinely not have time? Like, if I don't do this, is someone else going to be, is it, is it going to create a problem for, for another person or am I going to miss getting to work? Am I going to miss picking up my child or am I just going to miss getting home and pottering around and watching Netflix and sitting down looking at Instagram. Like really think, do I not have time or am I using this in, as an excuse? And if you ask yourself that question, you can say it's an excuse, but I'm gonna, so I'm gonna stay and do the, the rest of the workout. Okay. Coming to the last question. I'm not sure where to listen to the podcast. I think I tagged this person in and told them on the Facebook group how to listen and find it. Um, the pod, so there's no point me answering this on here. <laughs> if that person doesn't know, I have answered that on the Facebook group. And everybody listening obviously knows where to find it, so I'm not going to go there. That would make me look really silly. Okay, um, I've had two girls and I'm covered in stretch marks. That part of my stomach always has a bulge. I've lost the baby weight and I look better now than before having my girls, but the bulge is still there. I work out five days a week and the training has always been intense. However, nothing seems to work. Will this southern bulge ever go down? So we've only been working together two weeks and this person I believe is the lady that had an injury so she wasn't actually resistance training, she was using bands for her workout which is fine. She wasn't calorie tracking either previously. So um, it depends but I would say that if you haven't been doing any resistance training, you haven't been watching your calories, you haven't been in a negative energy balance then you don't, you 
right now probably don't know what your full potential is. Okay, we can always improve from where we are. And I think that it's too soon, it's two weeks in to say whether or not right now, you know, because this person said she worked out intensely five days a week before, but there was no resistance training. Doing intense workouts that make you sweat a lot might be cardiovascular, so they're good for your heart, but they're not good for, um, that's for health benefits, but for body composition benefits, resistance training is what you need to be doing. Resistance training is going to maintain any muscle mass that you already have, and potentially if you're overweight and you're still in a deficit, build a little bit of muscle too. It is, when you start resistance training, the way that your body looks now doesn't just go hard. Like, I know a lot of people that I work with now, they're maybe overweight, and I say, oh, can you do a heavier weight than that? And they're like, no, but they can do like 20 reps. And I'm like, you can do a heavier weight, and you could do 10 and, you know, improve your strength. But they don't want to do it because they're scared that the size of their body now will just go hard because it will all turn to muscle. It doesn't work like that, okay? When you are in negative energy balance, hopefully you... Well, if, if you are in a negative energy balance, you will lose body fat, but you will also lose muscle. So that's why we do resistance training to maintain the muscle that you have. Muscle and fat are two different things. We want to retain muscle. Muscle is what gives you that toned look. So by creating more of that, you'll give your body more shape and more definition. And fat and muscle weigh the same amount, but five kilos of fat might be, this is an example and it's not precise, okay, but let's just say five kilos of fat might look like a football, the size of a football, and five kilos of muscle might look like the size of a tennis ball. So it takes up less space within the body, even though they weigh the same. So we want to have more muscle and less fat. Muscle uses more energy as well, so we use more calories and maintaining muscle. And that's why it's important to hit the protein target, because muscle likes protein, and we want to have more muscle. So for this person, I did also look at your picture that you had posted, and I think that you could definitely, definitely, you haven't been doing resistance training with weights. Now you have told me already that you've started and you were surprised that you could actually do more than you thought you could because you had been cautious since your operation, which was quite a long time ago. So just stay with it, trying to work on your technique, getting those improvements there, working on um, improving the weight baby steps. Weight doesn't have to be a two kilo shoulder press and then a six kilos the next week. No, it can be two kilos for 10 reps one week, two kilos for 12 reps the next week. You know, it can be going from two kilos to 2.5, from 2.5 to three, slow and small, um, just doing what you can, but building strength. That means that you're getting stronger and you're building muscle. And this is going to play out by giving your body more definition as you lose body fat. So just stick with it. Um, I know we're talking about bulge in the stomach area. So sometimes it can just take time to, as I said, build more muscle and change the shape of your body. And obviously, if you haven't been in a negative energy balance, you obviously have been because you've said that you've lost weight since your, your child, but you might need to bring that down a little bit more and lose a bit more fat. Obviously, there is a difference between fat and loose skin. So um, sometimes if there is loose skin at the end, then that won't change. But I would just say we're two weeks in, stick with the resistance training and see where it takes you. Um, and then come back to it after. There is definitely 100% a possibility for you to improve from where you are now. So um, I think it's only f much further down the line when you've been doing a solid resistance training program for more than maybe 
six months and there hasn't been any improvements, then you can sort of ask the question again, okay, is it going to stay like this or, or not? But because it's such early days, I think that you can make improvements from where you are. So um, just try and stick with it and get your daily tasks done, get your training done and try to improve your strength. So the last question, are there ways to moderate the exercises for the less fit and agile? This question is one that needs to be asked specifically into the Facebook group. So the person that has asked this, please write a question saying, I can't do X, Y, Z, because I don't know if you can't do, if you're doing the home body weight training, if you're doing the home dumbbell workout, if you're doing the gym workout, I can reprogram for you. So if you are one of the people that has reached out and told me that you're really struggling with the workouts, um, if that is because um, you are less agile and less able to do them, reach out and I will put together something for you that is far more um, simple, but I need to know exactly what it is. Do you have a problem with upper body exercises? Do you have a problem going down onto the floor to do exercises? Do you have a problem with squats and things like this? Let me know and I will let you know how to scale down movements so that we have a smaller program so that you can still improve. So please reach out and let me know. I feel like I talk super fast, but we're 45 minutes in. Um, I hope that I, um, everything was really clear. Please reach out. Let me know if you have any further questions, and I will um, speak to you soon. Take care.